0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Generally Casual. This is Michael, one of your co-hosts, joined by...
1: Richard. Oh, and Corey. That was too quick. That was very quick. He's ready. He knows who he is today. Yeah, he was very ready. I am paying
0: attention today. Yeah, I'm canceling you for how quick you were. It's an important topic.
1: Yes. Well, you know, it's very relevant.
0: Well, I was going to say, to start it off, uh, this applies to anybody who's listening to this today and how angry you might have been over the past five years. (laughs) with certain people and certain topics
1: and i i feel like it's a good thing to note that um what we're going to talk about today is very much our opinions on the topic because it is a very controversial topic in itself nah Uh, these are these are strict facts always facts
0: and what we speak is truth (laughs) i i mean we speak our truth our truth for the masses. Yep. <laughs> I, I think the
2: important thing, and we'll probably go over this more, is, is perspective. Yeah, we, um, oh, I think we each
0: have a slightly different perspective. Wait, wait, hold yes. on. That... Open-mindedness. Oh, we've done that already.
1: That's no, no, nope. no, already been touched. No, that's
0: the point. We talked about it already. <laughs>
2: go back. Go back. Go back and listen to that episode, please. <laughs> and then come back to this
1: one. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, what we want to talk about today is uh, cancel culture,
0: right? Yeah, nope we're
1: cancelled yep. now we're gonna talk about something uh, different
0: <laughs> we're gonna talk about how we're cancelled
1: <laughs> yeah uh if we're actually popular now in the future and we are cancelled now we're, we're already
2: addressing
0: it oh man
1: we're ahead of the game <laughs> yeah they're
2: pre pre-canceling our cancels if
0: anybody needs to listen to our apology like every other cancel culture out there we're apologizing now for whatever we did in the future. It's probably stupid. We're I've sorry. T- I do a lot of stupid
2: things. <laughs> it wasn't my fault. I'll tell you that much.
1: It wasn't. It was my fault. I did it for him. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. For, for I me. Could,
2: I, I feel like you two would equally share blame. Mm. Yeah. Corey probably. thought about something and I did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. There you go. Yeah. So uh, we we already had this planned, but um, surprisingly enough, it actually is really relevant in terms of what past week has been going yeah. on. So, as a side thing, uh, basically, my family watches a lot of YouTube and we watch a lot of uh, different streamers and things like that. Influencers. Sure. Yep. Um, And one of uh, the really big ones, actually, over the past pretty much pandemic, has been a guy by the name of Disguised Toast. And he's part of a group, a large group of streamers, offline TV and a bunch of... Friends of Offline TV. And actually over the weekend, he um, did a very long apolog- apology post because he quote-unquote more or less got can- in- involved in what cancel culture is. So um, long story short, he posted a Twitter thing as an apology and it was because he was apologizing for past behaviors and past jokes and... Other things like that that someone on the Twitterverse went through and said, hey, but you said these things. And a group of people said, hey, we should cancel this guy's toast because he is a little bit closer to the edge of comedy and and making jokes about things that you're not supposed to make jokes about Mm -hmm. and things like that.
1: Yeah. And I think part of the problem, too, is that um, a lot of what he had said were things that he didn't say out of his own mindset, he was saying it as in, I am reading this off something else. And the, the fact is, is he said it on stream or whatever, on on video, and because of that, people are saying he needs to be held accountable for, for the things that he said because they don't agree with what he said. So um, I think it's a good part to go into what is cancel culture before we delve any further uh richard did you want to go on that
0: or
1: well you can you can do the wikipedia thing since i'm i'm all about lexico Lexico? yeah i'm a bit fast and loose with the whole lexico thing um they're not real (laughs) Corey
0: lives by wikipedia
1: (laughs) i i mean someone once told me don't trust everything you read on wikipedia so i made a point of trusting everything i read on wikipedia
0: and then you're also an editor for Wikipedia, so that's... W- no, I'm
1: just kidding. <laughs> I, I have strong beliefs, and I'm willing to share them. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> not at all. I'm willing to edit them for you, I'm, I'm too lazy for that, honestly. <laughs> like, I can't go the extra mile for that. Uh, but cancel culture, according to Wikipedia, because it's not on Lexigo, Lexigo, get on that, uh, is cancel culture is a modern form of ostracism in which someone is thrust out of social or professional circles, uh, whether it be online, on social media, or in person. Uh, Those who are subject to this ostracism uh, are said to have been quote-unquote cancelled. You're cancelled. So, uh, I actually thought it was interesting, too. Apparently, the origin of the term cancel culture is quite old. Oh. So uh, in 1983, Ooh. Sheik's album Take It Off included a song called Your Love Is Cancelled, where essentially they're singing about this girl who ends up being in a relationship to take advantage of a famous person. So they end up saying, your love is cancelled. That, that's huh. about that's the long and the short of it. And then someone was like, cancel culture, bam.
2: Yeah, and then... Well, I mean, literally, the... the you, the amalgamation probably also came from canceling of tv shows or anything else like that canceling has been a common use term and for
0: quite a while it's true ever since like thousands of years ago since the library of alexandria
1: burned down that's true <laughs> but uh, yeah it, that's a good point though uh this isn't anything new so uh we were actually having a discussion about it last night richard with your wife yes um but goes on to say that call out, uh, cancel culture is actually a new term for what was called uh, call-out culture in 2014 when the Me Too movement was starting up as well.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they they and, did
1: kind of happen at very similar times. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I was mentioning to you last night that at least where I stand... Um, cancel culture is kind of like the extreme end of holding people accountable like it probably started with the right intentions um and kirsten your wife mentioned it very very well last night as being that canceling someone and cancel culture are two completely different things yes um cancel culture is is the negative form where it's almost like you said mob mentality. Yep. So it's a bunch of people jumping onto something. So cancel culture in itself is inherently bad because it doesn't have the, like proper direction and substance. Well, I was going to say whether the movement is
0: based on something good or something bad. Because sometimes, like, like example, like the Me Too movement is based on something good having you know victim representation, but it can turn from something good quickly into something bad.
1: And, and that's the important distinction I want to mention is that is canceling someone. When it has a positive effect and it's directed to a specific thing mm-hmm. with a specific intention to improve something, I, I think that's canceling. Like you can in all validity cancel someone because of something they've done that's just holding them accountable. Mm-hmm. Uh, But when you start having people who don't know anything about the situation that are jumping onto social media, spreading misinformation and jumping on bandwagons, that's cancel culture. And And
0: that's that's what I'm saying exactly is like sometimes all these good movements out there can get overwhelmed by all these negative people out there who are just jumping on the bandwagon just to be like, you know, hey, let's throw out some more like chaos and flames just to make like bring down this movement to where we are.
2: So actually, the, surprisingly enough, it, there's a very good example um, that we talked about last night that I think is more of an epitome of what cancel culture has in terms of the negative side. Mm. Um, so there was a comedian, uh, I want to say it was like two years ago now, um, named Shane Gillis, who um, got audition for SNL, got the position, and then over the weekend lost the position. Because an author, who was basically a self-coined comedian article writer dude uh, by the name of Seth Simons, wrote an article about Shane Gillis and said, hey, this guy has a podcast and he does stand-up and blah, blah, blah. He did racist stuff. And here's the racist stuff that he did. And then, literally, the article got popular. And then, quickly after that, Shane Gillis was taken off of SNL Mm -hmm. so the issue isn't necessarily the the facts behind it it's that it was very clear that after that had happened that Seth Simons actually used it as a platform for himself to get more popular Mm. and so when that happens that ends up being kind of the negative aspect of cancel culture even though Shane Gillis did like all the things that were kind of in the article were technically true just kind of taken out of context uh the aftermath of that was changeless lost a giant career opportunity and um ses sammons used that as a platform like
1: hey i'm this He book. springboarded off yeah to and something then that... then he
2: gained followers then he
0: gained popularity yeah. then he gained a following and things like that uh can i propose another more co- controversial person sure so in Star Wars and The Mandalorian, there was a actress yes. who of the name Gina Carano. Gina Carano, and be it your political opinions or not, uh, I had a long conversation with Nathan from our podcast from uh, I guess two weeks ago now, um, and any of the historical ones. Yeah, that and, we've and done. the the, the uh, historical one that we did um, about Gina Carano, and he was a big fan of hers. Mostly for looks, but, that, you know, that's him. <laughs> um, and from the character that she plays as Mandalorian, she's very, you know, tough, you know, a very strong woman. We very, all like badass women. Yeah, she's definitely a badass. Um, and the whole thing with it is that she got part of the cancel culture because she has this two-season career, right? And then suddenly, you know, she makes uh, a tweet or two here and there, uh, posts uh, a... an image of of her own personal opinions about a mask and her own personal opinions about her uh, political opinions. And then a wave of people go, who are you? What are you talking about? Like, this is all terrible. You should not be saying this. And then she gets, quote unquote, removed from the next season, Um, which is still allegedly because there is no next season of Mandalorian. So we don't know if she's going to, yeah, we don't know if she's coming back or not but it's kind of like that hearsay rumor mill that's going around that she's not coming back she's been basically quote unquote oh they didn't fired. renew her contract they, okay, they, they said didn't. that okay so yeah. they didn't renew her contract that which... that was
2: the thing is her contract was coming up to expire disney chose not to renew it and this was the the straw that broke the
0: camel's back yeah which for you know that specific either way situation. could be a fact that her character's not coming back in season 3 or it could be that maybe there's going to need her at one time and then you know pay the whatever the one-time actor fees. Like we just need you one episode. We don't need a contract fee. Or they could do flashbacks. I mean there's yeah, another it does number a, of Yeah, There's options. a bunch of things that they can do. But the the point is that I have this strongly held belief that, you know, whatever your political opinions, they should not impact your career to a certain extent. Because then you get political uh crossing, you know, like example, you have a lovely uh I guess you have a lovely government that's full of all these people who believe one thing. You have another person who believes the opposite. And all of those people turn against this person going, well, you don't you don't believe what we do. Um, so we see that you and your family are a part of this career, so we're going to take you out of it. And we're just going to blacklist you in the career. Or uh, maybe everybody in Hollywood, example with Gina Carano, is... everybody in hollywood believes one way and you come in kind of spouting other things and they're like "Whoa, whoa 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 get out of here you're blacklisted from from this career go find something else to do so it makes a big impact is that you have to align yourself with everybody around you to in order to be accepted into a career that should have no basis based on your uh based on your political opinions
1: because you're not in politics it's true and i i feel like it also opens up really dangerous avenues because first of all i I believe that people should have every right in order to uh, voice their opinion, whatever it is, because you have the right to be an idiot. like you can be stupid as long as you're not acting on it. like if yeah. you're just sharing your opinion vocally uh, and it's not harming any demographic, then there should you can be criticized for what you say, but I don't think you should be cancelled for what you say like that. Um, but it also opens up the potential for um, a, a lot of uh, dangerous avenues like, like you were saying politically and stuff like that, where you start having uh, this sort of mob forming going after whatever seems to be the easiest target of the time. like you when you have like these groups that aren't necessarily completely knowledgeable, about what they're going after you can kind of have specific people with bad intentions directing those mobs towards specific things a little more easily um and i think it's really important that people stay a little more educated about what they're kind of fighting for uh
2: so i agree Corey, with the (laughs) <laughs> what were you saying?
1: <laughs> Making sure that people are educated about uh, the, the topics they're going after and they're passionate about and what they're fighting for. Making sure that it's actually something that's kind of uh, relevant. You know how you mentioned in your example with the comedian and stuff, right? So clearly that was a little orchestrated. Like someone had a specific intention or something to gain out of those people getting angry about that topic.
2: Right. And so that had to do the the counter to that would be the education aspect. Yeah, because like, in reality, because of the things in the article were taken kind of out of context, or you'd you'd have to go through literally the specific episodes of his podcast, or you know what jokes he was saying or things like that. Grounds
1: in today at all? Like right. some people, like I know plenty of people that twenty years ago would have said things that aren't appropriate to say now. True. And the difference is, is that they do not say those things now because well, they no longer hold those beliefs. May
0: I point at another example? Uh, Dave Chappelle is a great example of that who personally recognizes his own sketch comedy from the Dave Chappelle show going, people shouldn't be watching this. I think it, uh, several times through his, his new comedy specials, he'd be like, I told people to pull that stuff off the air because I didn't want that on any streaming platform unless it was under my name. And I was upholding it based on my beliefs. Two two other examples and actually that I believe
2: have both Comedians. been kind yeah. of countermanded would be James Gunn, where it was an old tweet that resurfaced and he had already apologized for it, but he re-apologized and said, this is not who I am today, blah, blah, blah. And then the other one would be Kevin Hart, which mm-hmm. is another comedian. But he had the same thing, an old tweet that came up and he went through a process and he's like, look, I'm I'm not this person who I was. I understand that culturally we're, we're in a different place than we were when this tweet went out, blah, blah, blah. So it's, it's interesting to see perspective-wise what people will attach themselves to to try and get that movement going on certain people. And to your point that you made earlier, education is important because you should be trying to find out all that you can about what's going on. But instead, you should slow down and take all that information
0: in before you voice your opinion. And no matter what with that, context matters. Oh, 100%. You cannot pull like one sentence or something from what someone said. And even if you're trying to prove a point, you can't edit all together and be like, look what this person said. Or I all have all these clips of what you've said in the past like five years and look how inappropriate it is. It's like, but where's the context? What was said around when, you know, when that came up? Why was that mattered? If someone's talking about something inappropriate, but in completely educational value of it, it matters. Yeah. Because if you're trying to have, a like what we're doing right now, we're having a conversation about this. No,
1: we're things. not. You're, you're talking at me. I'm, I can feel it. It's aggressive. I'm not it's open-minded. Very, I'm one-minded. Those eyes <laughs> say
0: you're going to listen. Yeah, nobody can see my eyes, yeah. so nobody knows. Um, But it matters about context, and context is usually like the other half of this. Yeah. It matters when it was said, and understanding the context of that age. And it matters the context of anybody saying things now. I mean, there's plenty of celebrities that everybody knows who have said completely inappropriate things. And if they skate by or not, just depends on how mob culture takes it. Oh, and, it's true. And, and it, that's the dangerous it, yeah.
1: thing, uh personally, I find at least. Because uh every other developed legal system is is innocent until proven guilty. But in the court of opinion, it seems you're guilty until proven innocent. Uh, and I really don't think that's good at all. I'm, it's
2: it's not, but that's kind of how social media or conversation works. You automatically jump to a conclusion because that's how quickly everything moves nowadays. But well,
1: sometimes it doesn't even have evidence either. No, like, of course. like you guys said, it's stitched together pieces or quotes that are out of context. Um, and I'm not trying to say that uh, cancelling hasn't had positive impacts because there are many, many influences of cancelling where it has been positive, mm. sp- specifically uh, certain directors that have laid their hands on actresses and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, uh, Producers.
2: Y- producers is, I think, what
0: you
1: meant. Uh, but Yeah. Yes. Uh, you know
0: uh, yes you know back to the me too movement it's had amazing effect yeah. on the on this uh on hollywood itself and that entire entertainment industry that are amazing
1: changes that we
0: should have been implemented or those people should have been taken care of well, maybe a long time ago yeah a long time ago
1: <laughs> and it was about raising awareness right mm-hmm. because with awareness comes information and knowledge and You know, deciding with your own mind whether something is right or wrong and whether it's actionable. And I think cancel culture skips that step. Well, and that's why I don't like it. It also can make people afraid of what cancel culture
0: is, which is maybe, which is also part of that whole. I'm we're talking about Me Too movement a lot, but that's fine. Uh, The Me Too movement that people are afraid to come forward because having cancel uh, cancel culture like thing phenomenon happening to them going like here's my story and then everybody's like nah that's not true you're you're crazy and then the cancel culture happens where someone tells the truth and then everybody's like no that can't be possibly true that person would never do that and that's the worrisome part like you said it's a it's not fair today because cancel culture doesn't really help anything because it doesn't bring facts or evidence out because most of the people who are involved with it don't want that they just want immediate action and reaction which it shouldn't be i i that's not well, how our court of law. is. <laughs> well, that's
2: not how. I mean, logically, it shouldn't work that way. Anyway, mm-hmm. we shouldn't go back to the, the days of burning witches. Like that's not that's not who we are as a society. That's not who society is. Mm-hmm. And we shouldn't be trying to weigh people against ducks because they float, and then determining they're a witch
0: because of that. That just doesn't work. Without any, well, yeah, and without any. Uh, I was turned into a newt. Uh, yeah. It's like well, it doesn't when, work. When and where? It's like. Well, I got better. It's like, oh, oh, I guess you're right then. You know, it's like exactly, and it's believing people. You know, while you know, it's really good to believe in the nature of the nature of the human being, and believing good in every other person. You also can't take every single person at face value. You need to know a little bit more about people, or just to have a little bit more evidence or uh, facts about people's stories. I, I mean, I know everybody knows that one person who's like, oh yeah. When I was fishing the other day, I caught, like, a 30-foot long fish. It was crazy. It also looked like a whale, but it was a small whale. I can't believe it. And then it just jumped right back in the ocean, and it swam away from me. And so it's, like, people who are like, oh, maybe they did go fishing and got a big fish. But, you know, it wasn't that big. It wasn't that crazy. So there's people who all, all the time who are, like, inflating their stories. And then with the help of cancel culture, you know, that can inflate, go off, even if it's just a small little thing. Like... Hey, I I was hanging out with uh with a celebrity the other day, and you know what they did? They took their nose and they flipped it upside down, and it was crazy. And then you know, then the rumor goes around that Corey can flip his nose upside down. Oh, I'm sorry, Corey. I can. (laughs) I can. Corey. That was a silly example, but I mean, like
1: plane flight to the other side of the the world and it's upside down for a more serious I,
0: example drugs and alcohol and oh you know, yeah who've you slept with and what your political opinions are are just as simple as like as an easy rumor that you shaved your beard and that's all of a sudden the rage it's
2: well and and to kind of loop back to our original example with disguised toast a lot of what ended up happening with him was like a group of super fan people who are like look at what he did this is bad and It's a side effect, and it's been around forever, celebrityism and celebrity culture. It's just now when celebrities are literally young people in their 20s who are streaming video games and how those type of people aren't necessarily prepared to deal with the consequences, not of their actions, but the fact that they have to basically now shield themselves in a very connective world with how the Internet works. You're literally talking about someone who's potentially 25, who's making a living, making a lot of money doing what they're doing, and they have this fandom that you have basically stalkers at the top end who are basically trying to intrude on their life because they cannot control their own...
1: or they don't agree with something that the said person has done. And then they'll go through...
2: And that's the thing is they'll delve as deep as possible into this person's life to then prove that they don't agree, and
1: well, I, I think the dangerous thing is—is is that has always kind of existed with ce- like celebrityism, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, but it stalkers and pop Everyone is so much more in- interconnected now. But also, you never really had celebrities that were directly available to interact with before, sure. until from streamers. anywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas now you have someone who's streaming; they're broadcasting what they're doing. But they're also opening up to receive criticism, comments, all that kind of stuff directly from the audience. Which didn't really happen unless you went to a live event and, you know, it was very loose security. Or you
2: camped out in front of, you know, Brad Pitt's house or something.
1: Even
0: Uh, Like a weirdo. Even (laughs) the most popular movie actors and actresses out there... that's not a type of interaction that they have, even at sighting events. It's like you can say two sentences and then they, you're gone.
2: Oh, and uh, that's that's the thing is at the the classic celebrity, even nowadays, chances are they're probably not running their own Twitter or social media account. They have, they've hired someone to do that. Unless they're really good at it. I mean, <laughs> Ryan Reynolds comes as the main example. I'm yeah. pretty sure he runs his own <laughs> stuff. But But yeah, I mean, that's the thing is these people, these streamers even though they're making lots of money, they're not doing that because they enjoy spending time with their fans. They Mm -hmm. enjoy that. The issue ends up being is then the bad side of the fans comes out and then stuff like this
1: happens. So I I think before we move on to um, other things and delve a little bit deeper into what we're passionate about and how cancel culture has kind of affected that because that leads in really well to our next next topic we want to talk about next week. Um, I want to bring up, what do you think uh can be done to kind of improve this cancel culture into something a little more positive uh maybe have a little more um a transition into something instead of just being purely negative is a little more balanced again well if i were to lead to uh
0: the couple of movements that have been circulating circulating around the US like many of the movements in the past like i would say like two or three years i've had a lot of positive generation because they're focusing on positivity and support and what is true and basing a lot of their arguments around fact that that are out there
1: oh i love that michael you get me excited yeah (laughs)
0: um and focusing on the support and positivity is what's really important but the thing is It does take a frame, or not a frame of mind. It takes a mental change for people to not be involved in cancel culture. It's about, instead of arguing just to bring down somebody, it's arguing to see the truth. And the whole thing there is just, it's about changing the focal point of what the argument ends up at. So instead of going, cancel culture is about eliminating this person and making sure they have no more public presence and they're not anybody anymore... It's about what do we want to see from this person? Do we want to see them leave forever? Or do you want to see what the actual evidence and fact is? Oh, I love that, Michael. And that, <laughs> and honestly, that is based on what you guys have said previously. It's about education. and
1: so, so I want to piggyback off that real quick because that flows perfectly into what I was thinking too. But uh, a little controversial opinion. Woo! But... Uh, I think that cancel culture has the same issue that the American prison system has. It's only about (gasps) punishment and profit. Somebody somebody wants to punish someone and someone's going to profit off of it. It needs to be what a prison system needs to be. It needs to be based off reformation and accountability. So someone does something, they need to be accountable for what they do and they need to reform what they've said.
0: And weirdly, this is our next podcast topic. Is about prisons? No, no, <laughs> no it's not. Uh, it I will think, eventually get there, though. Yeah.
1: I think that uh, it flows into. Uh, I read it earlier, a little bit more of becoming a consequence culture instead of a cancel culture. So you you are making sure that if people have done the wrong thing, that they are suffering the consequences for that thing. But all good punishments have a reformation period you don't just say okay you've been a bad boy so you're a bad boy for the rest of your life and you're in bad boy town so i and
2: that's the thing is there have been some examples of that in cancel culture that which we've kind of already mentioned but the biggest one that comes to my mind is james gunn Mm -hmm. literally he repeated his apology he said look i i know that i said stupid stuff when i was when this happened i know i've i've definitely been on the darker or edgier side of comedy when I've when I've said a lot of these things. I have, you know, apologized for that in the past. I'm apologizing now again. And then, after that, the entire cast of Guardians of the Galaxy, a lot of other people came to his defense and said, he is a good person. He, he like has made now. mistakes. Yeah. He's not like that now. You know, there's no reason for you, for anybody to be shoving this amount of dissent and terribleness towards
1: him like can we press reset on this please and i think that's really good because if we're kind of all pitching taking well if we're all taking our pitchforks not pitching uh if we're all taking our pitchforks and kind of uh skirting around the legal system then what's the point of that existing as well because uh if someone does something wrong, that's what the legal system is there for. If someone says something that a large proportion of the community doesn't agree with, then that person will suffer the consequences for that inadvertently. Like, it doesn't need people to jump on the bandwagon for things that You know don't need any more attention being drawn to well and a big a big piece of that comes
2: from self-responsibility not from the person who made the mistake but from everyone else around them yeah so as a big example is when a corporation or when anybody makes those sort of make mistakes and they are trying to then make money off of consumerism or entertainment or anything else as a consumer You need to not support that person,
0: product, thing. Hey, hey, how'd you read my brain, Richard? It's almost like we're brothers. (laughs) Because I was going to bring up the point that, uh, kind of leading off your point, there's too often in cancel culture that people won't jump on people that they like. And then they will jump on people that they hate. But people who like this person, no matter if they did a bad thing, they'll defend them. To, to death and be like, oh, well, no, 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 yeah, depends, no, no, it's but, okay. Yeah. It's okay. You know, like they're a good person. I know they are, you know, kind of an anti, you know, to a lot of things we just said. And there's some people who are like, no, I like they could be the saint, but they did this one bad thing. It's like, oh, but we got to got to tell everybody about that bad thing they did. It's about not letting your personal opinions c- collide with the facts that are out there. Like I said previously, and that's the problem is too many people are so deadlocked on arguing with each other about something that they don't want to know what really happened. Well, and Gina
2: Carano, mm-hmm. there there was multiple things that happened after the fact. There were some people that came out and defended her and, and things like that. Uh, some of them aligned clearly with, with her political visions and other things like that, but there were two things that I read about that were key differentiators. Uh, for one, the fact that her contract wasn't renewed. Mm-hmm. And for two, that there were multiple stories that came out afterwards that she was a difficult person to work with on set. Both of those things, Disney could have just straight up, just not renewed her, her contract, whatever, yeah. without that, because of her not very good to work with a personality. Mm. But instead, this was the reason, you know, they were like, nope, this is why we're doing that. We And, the story came out afterwards that it's like they were quote unquote looking for a reason to not renew her contract, and this ended up being the reason.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, and it d- does kind of fall into the uh, Disney's ballpark of wanting to stay on the positive end of public opinion. Well, so of course, but that's the thing. They've run into issues with that too, and before.
2: that's that's the thing is when it comes to that being the bigger person or making a logical decision that makes sense seems like it should come first. If this person is not gelling well with a cast, if this person is having a series of problems or causing a lot of issues, like in a workplace, that tends to lend itself to, okay, maybe we should kind of steer you away from this position. Maybe you should find something else. No, it doesn't happen because it, there's there's a number of issues with, with the way that culture and society work because people are
0: willing to just deal or sit on things rather than well, be proactive. Also, is it more important to deal with the person and have the character in the show? Or is it more important to get that person out of there? Exactly. And usually the first outweighs the second.
2: <laughs> yes. But, I mean, it's neither here nor there. I yeah. think that, that falls into the self-responsibility category yeah. because if you are... In any sort of level of situation, it doesn't have to be celebrity. Like I said, it could just be a workplace. If you are dealing with someone who's creating that hostile workplace, you have to be able to hold them accountable for their actions mm-hmm. or get to the root of the problem to begin with and figure out what's going on with them and why they're causing the issue.
1: I, I think a really good parallel is, you, and it's being promoted a lot nowadays, which is great, is... You, you don't teach girls how not to get raped. You teach boys not to rape. Like, Absolutely. I think yeah. because it focuses more on positivity instead of uh, like teaching people how to avoid situations, which is never well, like, why not just make sure a situation doesn't happen in the first place? In, right?
0: a, in a sense, it's almost victim blaming at that point, going like, yeah. hey, go figure this out yourself. It's like, well, who's doing
1: it? Oh, those people are. Why don't we go have a
0: chat with those people and get them
1: to stop? It's about promoting actual Mm. change and positivity instead of fear-mongering and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm
2: a a big purveyor of non-physical violence. No one should be physically violent to anybody.
0: And there's been plenty of different uh, entertainment properties that have suffered. I mean, obviously, we've talked a lot about Hollywood, but that doesn't leave that there's an entire movie series. Like, the last three Star Wars were under the cancel culture, which actually leads to my quick opinion that I'm like... I don't like it when, uh, what are those things that you sign? Uh, petitions. There we go. Oh. Uh, when people, a bunch of people sign positions like, get us new movies. Oh, I'm like, well, I- hey, hey, remember, sh- people have to pay for them, get the actors back in. Nobody's going to do that. Change.org is, is, has become a, a cesspit
2: of terribleness because yeah. of that, because everyone just, it's a free thing where everyone yeah. can just make a and new there's petition. A,
0: there's a lot of things that lead to cancel culture. This guy should be red now. Well, and that's the thing is that a million signatures. That there are some petitions on change.org that just lead from cancel culture. It's like they're just hand in hand because you got to just you have to accept what's there. You know whether you like the movies or not. Then, then then you don't like the movies, you know? There's a lot of movies out there that I don't like. Just accept that you don't like them. There nobody's going to remake them. Because he didn't like them, wait 15 years, and then they'll get remade. Yeah, like, um
1: like essential oil companies. I, I think they're stupid, but it doesn't mean that I should be like everyone who sells essential oil smells nice, yeah. but they should be shot. And like- there's a huge thing uh, with some video games that have just like Cyberpunk uh,
0: just came under that cancel culture, like by um, people going like, "What's wrong with your game? Everybody should get refunds for this. It's all broken." And a lot of AAA titles have been on the same thing. There's a lot of things nowadays that people are putting underneath cancel culture when it's really about transparency. Uh, especially with these bigger companies is knowing the actual story, not why it happened. No, sorry, not what happened but why it happened. Yeah. If you could just be honest with the audience and tell you know, hey, we were under pressure from, you know, our upper company that we need to get stuff done and a bunch of things went by the wayside. It's like just tell people that and then see how they react with the actual information. Um, and one of the biggest areas of entertainment that's fallen under co- cancel culture, and we've touched on a lot of them, has been comedy. Yep. Um, and the, the worst part, and we'll get into this comedy section because I have a lot of opinions about comedy. The worst part is taking things that comedians have said and taking them for actual fact or taking them for either the per- the personal opinions of the person who's saying them or going, that joke's offensive and you should never say it. And we'll, we'll kind of get more in that into our next podcast because that's all. It's, we're going to talk about comedy all day, all night. We love comedy. We love we love laughing. Yep. Um, we hide our pain. Um, but I know a specific one. Um, well, I'm, I'm going to lose it. Uh, a specific comedian that fell under co- cancel culture. Louis C.K. Louis C.K. C. C. Yeah. Um, and that was due to his actions. Yes. Which were wrong. Yes. And, and he admits it. that He did. He apologized yeah. for it. And that's the thing is that it's not the act of, you know, what happened that, you know, is what suffered. It's the fact that after that, everybody was like, get this man off of every comedy thing. Get all of his movies out of here. Get all the any TV show he's a part of. Get it out of here because it should all be canceled. And, in fact, I have certain thoughts about other TV shows like Community that also went through the same thing. Oh, it definitely did. Um, and all of those are based on comedy. And that's the problem is that uh, we'll talk, again, we'll talk about it in our comedy podcast. But the one thing I will say, and this is something that we talked about
2: last night. If you, as a individual on social media, if you are going to a comedian's social media post and you are going there to complain, you have completely lost it. Because in reality, what you've done is you've gone to an area where you've now taking everything out of context to try and get angry at it. And that's not really what comedy is about at all. Mm-hmm. It's literally, you may not get it. You may find it offensive. That's fine. But what is not okay is to then say you're wrong for saying that. And there, there is completely all sorts of levels of comedy, but you then go to the wrong forum to kind of express your opinion about it. Cause yeah. you're going to someone's page and saying, no, you're wrong. And it's like, well, well, They're just trying to make a joke. And that's okay. If you didn't get it or you find it offensive, whatever. But it's their job to try and make people laugh. And you just may not, you're not that target
0: audience. And a lot of the root of comedy is from the deepest darkness. You can laugh about it. Oh, 100%. And a lot of comedians have said that the funnier you are, probably the darker your backstory is. The darker your childhood has been. Because they need to laugh about what they have been through. Trauma is real in comedians. Uh, Yes, and that's the thing, is that some people take that as going, oh, well, you don't know, you're just laughing about it. It's like, well, you don't know what they've been through. Again, it's that whole cancel culture of knowing the facts. Do you know this person in their life, or are you just here for this one 60-minute set and you've never learned anything about this person at all?
1: Not even, you can even just step away and be like, okay, they're a comedian. It's literally their job to say outrageous things, funny things, shocking things. Having the separation like you do in movies with movie characters and actors going, Mm. this person, it's their job to be a comedian. The person on stage isn't necessarily the same person off stage. The things they say on stage aren't necessarily things that are actionable for them off stage.
2: Correct. Um, and I
1: will
0: give a whole list
2: in the next episode of people well, that are exactly I'll that. throw
0: one out right now if the Book of Mormon can pass and get <laughs> mad rave reviews from almost everybody in the Tony Award and musical uh musical lifestyle, I think it's okay <laughs> I mean
1: it, it's got like great reviews if it weren't for like the ten Mormons that didn't know how to take a joke and learn how to use social media which
2: is really funny because actually it's it tours that show tours all the time and they go to salt lake city and really? it still does really well.
1: That's
0: awesome. Yeah. Yeah. that's the th- And that's it. Th- it's okay to laugh at yourself is and, what a lot of them yeah. funnily enough, the, almost the root of like that essence of you need to be able to laugh at yourself. And you know, with specifically cancel culture, you need to not take yourself too seriously. You need to go, if you're like, oh my god, this person's making me so angry, like, I don't understand, let me go find all the bad stuff about their life. Take a breath. Take a step back. Take a step back. Is this really important right now? Is this what you need to do with your life?
2: Yeah. Pick your battles.
1: I thought I was the toughest man on earth, but I ate extra spicy ramen today, and boy is my butt telling me I'm not. Yeah. I am not that tough. Corey was humble today,
0: and humility is basically the key root of cancel culture. I cried. If more people were a little bit more humble and a little bit more understanding of what is going on or the the influencers they're listening to, there'd be less of this immediately aggressive attack on people. I know, I know that maybe they have said something offensive and you want them to know, but trust me, they will know by the end of the day, and you don't need to make it a witch hunt. Anybody who's an influencer or anybody who is... At least slightly popular at all will hear from some social media platform about what they have said wrong.
1: I I think um and you know I'm a genius because right now I just thought it up you know I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. Uh, if you have an issue and you're getting angry at something on social media, I want you to remember these words: stop dropping, scroll, <laughs> stop what you're doing, drop the phone, come back to it, and scroll away. Wow, yep. I like that. Mm-hmm. I, I like it too. Stop, drop, and scroll. Yep. Stop, drop, and
0: scroll. Well, welcome to the new hashtag. Yeah, yeah. Um, anything else you guys want to say?
1: No, that's it. I can't improve on that. <laughs> that's as good Corey as it has gets. reached his pinnacle yeah. for the entire podcast. I have peaked. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know,
0: um, like the normal thing, Corey usually says it, but he's peaked and he's done. Uh, yeah, no, um,
1: I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. Like, uh,
0: subscribe, rate, review, and subscribe. Yep. Nope. Uh, I said it all wrong. Make sure you find us at any social media ha- hashtag. Generally casual, any generally casual at brands, uh, whatever at, ge- at whatever casual. at hashtag. Same thing. Um, and remember, we have the quote unquote casual empire going with a bunch of different casual brands and the uh, link tree. Yeah, and the link tree. We got uh, anime casual. We got mental health casual. We got casual bros. We got us generally casual, and we got YouTube channels as well out there, in case certain unless you're super casual and you just absorb it all at the same time then go go be casual comes
1: at you at once i'd be interested to know if any of you guys know of any instances where cancelling has been positive and for what instances you can let us know if we haven't referenced them and also instances that you think cancel cultures overstepped its boundaries as well uh, any feedback in general we appreciate Yeah, absolutely. And as
0: normal, kind of piggybacking now, Corey. Stay scrolling.